You are listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, February 24th. We are headed back to the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us this morning, some of the writers at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup, Ruth Meyer, joining us today. Ruth is author of Our Faith Our Faith from A to Z and the Sola series from Concordia Publishing House. Ruth, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks so much, Andy. Glad to be here. And thanks so much for organizing all the fun mm. for today. Uh, we have some fun uh, conversations lined up with us with some authors. Another author joining us today, Sarah Boffin, author of A Flame in the Dark, also from Concordia Publishing House. Sarah, welcome back. Thank you. It is good to have you both with us, and we're going to have more authors in the second segment as well. Uh, let's hear your story. Uh, let's start with Ruth. Ruth, when did you first begin thinking about being a writer? Not till I was in my 30s, actually. I graduated from Concordia Ann Arbor with a degree in church music, and I had zero interest in writing. Um, it had never even crossed my radar, but a class project for my oldest son, who is now in college, way back when he was in third grade, um, gave me the idea for our faith from A to Z. And that's, so I wasn't, I was an adult when I started writing. That's a really interesting story, and uh, I think something that we don't always think about. I think we we often think that authors are budding from their youth, but it's it's good to know that somebody can still become an author even later in life. Uh, Sarah, what about you? When did you first think about becoming an author? Um, probably middle school um, is when I tried to attempt it to write my first novel. But I mean, even in third grade, I was writing ridiculously more than I was supposed to for the assignments. <laughs> so. <laughs> So how do your other vocations intersect with your writing? What other vocations do you have? How do those tie into you being a writer? Sarah, we'll start with you. Oh, this is a really good question. Um, so I work at my church office um, as the receptionist. And so I have a lot of, you know, downtime <laughs> between answering the phone and, and other duties. But um, so I have time to write there. And actually, um, these past couple of years, I've been working with, our pastors to develop um, a nativity program. Hmm. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of writing for that um, and research and that sort of thing. I'm intrigued. Okay. You said nativity program. <laughs> Tell us more. Okay. Well, we wanted to, <clears throat> even before COVID, we had wanted to develop some kind of interactive program. Um, and then 2020 came and that was when we were supposed to have like the walkthrough and people could come and see different scenes from the scripture accounts. Um, but we couldn't do that. So we decided we would do a drive through and our campus is really large. And so we spread everything out and got people to put up lights and um, had volunteers. And then the following year, we did another drive through um, and added a couple scenes like the, the Garden of Eden and the Garden of Gethsemane and the resurrection. Um, and I wrote the booklet for for that um 
bringing in scripture and just kind of narrative about what was happening so that people could see and um, and then our pastor read it as an audio file that people could listen to as they drove through. This year, <laughs> we expanded it to include a Bethlehem village with different um, stations where they could see uh, like leather working and see a Bible verse about um, new wineskins and old wineskins and then um, like the well and then a verse about the woman at the well. Um, and next year, it's, well, we're, we're moving it to a different area on the campus, and we will be um, kind of ramping up the, the sets and stuff. But it's, so it's been kind of a slow build, but it's been really fun, and um, a lot of research and a lot of sewing and a Ooh. lot of writing. So <laughs> That sounds like a great intersection of uh, multiple vocations and certainly using those creative gifts uh, in a really beautiful way. Uh, Ruth, how about you? Where do your other vocations intersect with your writing? Well, as I mentioned, I was a music major, church music specifically, and um, I'm also, so I call myself a working stay-at-home mom <laughs> because whatever I, my work, my vocation, um, I can do from home. And so a lot of times, like, well, my kids are in school, I'll, I try to use mornings to write. That's when I'm at my freshest. And um, of course, I can work in my, you know, organ practice around that and everything. So it's really, actually, it works out very well. I'm able to do all the different vocations, all the different hats I wear. I, I'm able to work that all out around the family schedule. Mm -hmm. One thing that's interesting with both of you is that writing isn't something you do only by itself. Writing is something that fits in so well with everything else that you've been called to do, all these different ways that you're serving your neighbor. You're also doing writing, which I think is a really cool thing to think about. Now, with all of this, both of you have slightly different uh, journeys to being a writer. What is one thing, a practice that's been very helpful for you or, or maybe necessary for you in order to be a successful writer? Uh, Ruth, let's start with you. <laughs> Okay, we'll start with me. So um, I was thinking about this actually just this week. I, since, okay, if you want to be a writer, if you want to be an author, you know, you should major in English and you should do creative writing classes and you should be in workshops and have peer groups. And yeah, okay, I didn't do any of that. Um, and so it really has been for me a, a learning curve and kind of more of just, you know, fly by the seat of my pants at some points. But one thing that, and I didn't realize this until just the other night, I started a blog years ago when I when my first book came out, Our Faith from A to Z, because it was something I felt like an author should do, like it should have a blog. And I didn't have a whole lot to write about, so I did a lot of different devotional posts at the time. And I didn't it, I didn't do it like intentionally thinking, okay, this is great practice for me, but all of those blog posts, I was making a regular intentional habit of writing for the first time in my life. And I really think that helped a lot to develop me as a writer. So I would say finding consistency and just practice, practice, practice. Even if it's not that great, you get better with it. And so um, for me, I think having a consistent reason to write was really helpful for me. Sarah, how about you? An exercise or a practice that's been helpful in uh, in your writing? Um. I have been listening to a lot of podcasts lately <laughs> about um, about writing and about um, so some about the craft of writing, which I think is very important. And like Ruth mentioned about the college training and stuff. And what I've heard from a lot of authors is that 
the way you're taught to write in college or even high school is different from like if you're writing, well, so I write fiction. And so this might be a little different for nonfiction, but um, that there is a divide between what people want to read for entertainment or um, escape or education, um, like the style that they want to read and what like literary fiction and what um, college professors want to read <laughs> mm -hmm. from, from their students. And so I've been working on finding craft books that will help um, and reading those. And um, and like Ruth said with her blog, I, I'm terrible at blogging. So I attempted for a short time and then stopped because this, is, <laughs> this isn't what I do well. Um, but to write every day. And um, when I am writing every day and I'm not very consistent about it lately, um, just family and work and all that, you know, but um, when I am writing every day, I feel most like myself and um, I can get into a good flow with uh, developing the plot and the characters and all that fun stuff. <laughs> now, you mentioned writing uh, in addition to listening to podcasts or you mentioned reading. Sorry, the flip side of of writing is is reading other books. Uh, what do you enjoy reading? How does reading influence what you're writing? Sarah, will start with you. I really love historical fiction. Um, I've kind of been reading some World War II ones lately, which is really fascinating, but it's not like my area that I write in. And so, um, but it's it's fun. It's neat to see all that. And um, craft books, like books about the way to structure things and um, how to show and not tell and all that stuff. And then I've also been reading uh, just different I don't know, kind of psychology, mental health books, because I think it's interesting and it's something that I want to include in my writing intentionally. Um, so I'm trying to educate myself on that. <laughs> Ruth, how about you? What are you in, what do you enjoy reading and how does that impact your writing? I have a very eclectic um, style, I guess, of reading. I read a little bit of everything. I do like historical fiction, uh, contemporary fiction. I've been into biographies a lot lately, but my favorite genre is mystery, not horror. I don't, I don't go with that. But mystery because I do not think that way. And I just think it's fascinating when I do read a good mystery writer to see how they, you know, all those little plot twists and all the, you know, how they tie everything together. I think that's just really neat to see. And I would like to, I have always said that readers make the best writers because you've read so many books that you know what makes a good story and what doesn't and what makes a good character and a compelling storyline. It just, um, so anybody who wants to write, I would say read first, read, read, read. Hmm. That is very very good advice for anyone who wants to write. And speaking of, of writing, both of you uh, um, maybe are working on new things. What is something that, that you're working on right now or something coming down the pipeline, Ruth? Oh, I was just motioning to Sarah that <laughs> oh, she should answer first. Sarah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, sure, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I am still working on a sequel to Flame in the Dark. It's just taking a while, but I did have some breakthroughs with the plot and some I have a lot of rewriting to do and some stuff to shift around, but yeah. I've read part of it. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be completely different. <laughs> and I am eventually, so I have four books out in the Sola series. I have eight planned. Um, I'm 
sort of working on book five right now. It's kind of on the back burner. And in the meantime, I'm taking a break by writing a Bible study on Revelation. Hmm. Yeah. That doesn't sound light reading. intimidating at all. Right. That doesn't sound intimidating at all. Well, thank you both for spending some time with us this morning and for what you're doing with the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup at Faith Lutheran High School. Uh, what a great opportunity for the people in the community there, for the students as well. We have more authors to talk with in just a moment. Thanks to Ruth uh, Ruth Meyer, author of Our Faith from A to Z and the Sola series, and Sarah Boffman, author of A Flame in the Dark. Thank you both for being our guests on the Coffee Hour today. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up in just a little bit, we will spend more time with authors at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are visiting with our friends at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup at Faith Lutheran High School of Central Texas. Joining us now, we have Pastor Chris Kennedy, author of Jesus Said What? <laughs> Grace Under Pressure and Equipped, all from Concordia Publishing House. Pastor Kennedy, welcome to The Coffee Hour. Oh, Thanks for having me. Great to be with you. And alongside Pastor Kennedy today, Donna Snow, author of several books, including Chosen, Perseverance, Forgiveness, and lots of other great books. And uh, forthcoming book, Meant for Good, A Study of Joseph. Donna, welcome back to The Coffee Hour. Thanks so much for having me, y'all. It is always fun to chat with you. Thanks for making time for us today at the Texas Lutheran Writers Roundup. So we get to ask you all the fun questions that uh, we were just asking our other friends in the previous segment. So uh, let, let's start with uh, with Donna. When did you first begin thinking about being a writer? You know, it started with the LWML. I got uh, elected as the vice president of Christian life for LWML, and the, the role of that job is to provide spiritual resources for the women of Texas. And I looked at what the LWML had, and it didn't quite hit the mark. And so basically I was whining to a pastoral counselor, and he said, so why don't you write something? And therein started the journey. And when I started researching and writing, it's that moment where I realized this is what God made me to do. I, I just love it. I just love it. But I never planned on it. Mm-hmm. Now, Pastor, what about you? When did you first think about becoming a writer? I think I must be the opposite. I've always <laughs> wanted to be a writer ever since I was little. I remember making books as a kid, writing articles and stories and photocopying them and giving them out when I was a teenager to family members. In fact, I wanted to be a writer so much that uh, really the only way to get published at that time was to work for a newspaper. And so I was a journalism student originally in college, I was planning to go into the newspaper business, which is a very different industry now than it was at that time. And uh, so developed a lot of writing skills that way and 
learned some very valuable things and then ended up going into the ministry. And as a pastor, I do all the time, writing sermons and Bible studies. And sometimes those sermons end up coming into book form. And so that's how a lot of that evolved. So expanding on that, your other vocations, obviously as a, as a pastor, uh, how do your vocations fit into being a writer? How does that all play together, Pastor? Well, for me, it ties in perfectly. <laughs> I've written uh, four books, uh, written the manuscript for the fifth now, and they've all been sermon series that I've just put into book form and expanded and combined some things. And so it's all grown out of the preaching ministry for me. Donna, how about for you? How does your writing intersect with your other vocations? Well, until about a year and a half ago, I worked in corporate America in the legal field. And so I was surrounded by really smart people who wrote a lot, you know, court trials and briefs and stuff like that, discovery. And so um, it really just kind of dovetailed right into it to, to have the perseverance to research things properly to be able to draft briefs for the attorneys and things like that. So when I got into writing, I actually had to learn how to add humor to my writing because that's something lawyers aren't particularly great at. <laughs> but they do teach the the technical of writing, which was fantastic. So what's something that helps you stay on track as a writer, or stay fresh, stay on top of your, your game as a writer? What's one practice that you found to be helpful or maybe even necessary? Donna? I would say I joined a writers, a Christian writers group not far from me, and they are mainly fiction writers. And what I realized as a nonfiction author is that I needed to learn how to tell a story well because Jesus taught parables, you know, story pulls people in. And if, if you don't have a story, it's just a boring research paper. And so to keep things fresh, it was learning how to tell a story, how to arc the story, how to put the power at the end of the sentence, all those things. And these fiction Christian writers taught me that mm -hmm. and still teach me that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pastor, what about you? Uh, since your writing is, is for sermons as well as for books or sermons that turn into books, what is a practice uh, or, or technique or something that helps you to write, uh, stay, stay on top of your writing, stay fresh with your writing? Well, I try to read other people's writings and get ideas from their style and their way of doing things. One great thing for me about delivering a sermon is I usually get instant feedback on my writing. You know, I can look and see, are people with me? Are they zoning a little bit? What are they really getting into? And so that gives me some clues as to what connects and what doesn't connect. And so that instant feedback is very helpful for me and kind of tells me, okay, next time do a little more of this, do a little bit less of this. <laughs> what do you enjoy reading? Uh, if you're reading other people's work, what do you enjoy reading? Is there something that, that maybe is, is kind of outside the genre of your writing that you enjoy reading? How does that impact your, your writing, Pastor? I enjoy reading nonfiction. I really can't get into fiction anymore. I used to read it more. Uh, I like biography. I like things related to history. I really like reading presidential biographies because I feel like those give the story of our nation and I find that very interesting. I also like to learn from their leadership. I was thinking about that question and a lot of my writing, it points back to Jesus. That's really the main goal of my preaching and my writing. And that kind of ties into biographies because we're talking about a 
real person, God in flesh, who mm. walked on this earth and real historical events, the crucifixion, the resurrection. So as I see how other accomplished writers chronicle historical things, well, that's really what I'm doing when I'm teaching about the Bible and about Jesus is I'm talking about a real person and real events. Donna, what do you enjoy reading? You know, I'm such a nerd alert. I, I didn't uh, I didn't grow up in church, and so I never learned the stories. And so the past 30 years or so, uh, studying scripture, I, I read commentaries. I know that's a nerdy thing, but, I do, you know, on my nightstand right now is Dr. Lessing's commentary on Jonah because it reads like a novel. It is so good. And so what I realized, though, is even though I like that kind of stuff, it, in the end, informs what I write. It, it gives me the, the history, the background, the proper uh, semantics, the Greek, the Hebrew, whatever. And so um, I don't really spend a lot of time uh, reading fiction or anything like that because I'm just drawn to the stories of Scripture, just period. And in addition to reading, I know you do other work to help you prepare for your writing. You do a lot of traveling as well, right? I do. And that's the the cool thing about my ministry is there's an outlet for it. It's not just a, a book every year, every two years. There's a constant outlet of learning for an event, whether they pick the topic or it's a book that I've written. I'm able to dig back in scripture and make things fresh because teaching it is much different than writing it. It's a completely different style, but you have to know the material to teach it well. And so, um, yeah, teaching is, it's a great outlet because I'm a I'm a lifelong learner and there's got to be an outlet or, you know, my head's going to explode. So. Now, Donna, you have a book coming out meant for good, a study of Joseph. Is is that, when is that releasing? Do we know? It is, whoop, whoop, it is April 11th. Ooh. It comes out and it's just, <clears throat> pardon me. It's just an epic story of Genesis 37 to 50. Joseph had such an incredible life. And in my opinion, he's one of the most sterling Christ-like figures in the whole uh, Old Testament, because you know, I love the patriarchs. You know, you, they're painted warts and all, but you really have to press your nose close to the glass to see Joseph's warts. Uh, he was just, um, there's so many parallels between him and, and uh, the life of Jesus. And uh, yeah, it's just an incredible verse by verse of Joseph's life. Pastor, what about you? You have something in the works right now? I do. And before that, I want to say I read an advanced copy of Donna's newest book, and it's fantastic, so mm -hmm. I can vouch for it. Oh, wow. Thanks. Yeah. I uh, just got some copies of my newest book, Hot Off the Presses, uh, earlier this week, in fact. It's called Jesus Said What? And it's about uh, some of the challenging statements of Jesus. I also am polishing up a manuscript and getting review from some people. It's um, The next book is the life of Samuel, the prophet, and the topic of dealing with change. And Samuel had a lot of different changes personally and in his society. And so uh, I'm eager to get that in the hands of people once it's all through the process. And if I can put the compliment back on, on Pastor Kennedy, I was able to read Jesus Said What before it came out and was able to endorse it. It's a fantastic resource. It really is. We have just like a minute and a half left, and I understand we have a question from the audience. Uh, so if, if we have an audience member that wants to uh, pop up with a question, we can take that now. Yeah, so one day I would like to write a book, and my question is more of a technical question. It's more of a how-to. 
I find that when I write, I generally write what I intended to write the first time. I'm terrible about rough drafts. Do you guys do rough drafts? Do you write something and then go back and edit it a hundred times? Or am I the only one that just, I write what I meant to write the first time. I, I don't know what to do. No, a hundred percent. I go through several drafts because since I worked in the legal field, once again, I write very technically at first, very fact-based, and it's boring like sheetrock. And so I have to go back and add humor. I have to go back and arc the story. So there's there's several drafts uh, to go to that. And also, before I send anything to CPH, I actually hire a separate editor to look at it beforehand because I want them to be able to get the best possible manuscript they can get. And this editor, uh, she tells me, one thing doesn't fit or move it here, and it's fantastic. So definitely drafts. Pastor Kennedy, with about 30 seconds, uh, do you want to respond to that question as well? Yes. So my background being journalism, I was taught you just write and turn it in before the end of the day because it has to go to press the next day. So, you know, you just get it done. But also I was a copy editor, too. So I would go through other people's writings and try to tighten it up. So a lot of what I will do is I'll write what I meant to write but then I'll go back and I'll take five words and try to turn it into three. <laughs> Pastor Chris Kennedy, author of Jesus Said What, Grace Under Pressure, and Equipped All from Concordia Publishing House, and Donna Snow, author of several books from CPH, including Chosen, Perseverance, Forgiveness, and the forthcoming book, Meant for Good, A Study of Joseph. Thank you so much, Donna and Pastor Kennedy, for being our guests on The Coffee Hour today. Thank you, Andy and Sarah. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.